0: Hey everybody, it's Isaac here. So thankful that you have tuned in, whether you're listening on podcast or you're watching on my YouTube channel. So 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 grateful, so thankful that you have tuned in today. Um, I take it an honor. I don't take it lightly that you've taken time out of your day to tune in. Uh, to like I said, whether it's the podcast or the channel, um, there's million million people out there that you could have chosen, and I'm just grateful that uh, you chose to trust what God has given me. So. We're going to dig right into this. I'm kind of going to give you a little backstory of what kind of prompted this um, discussion that we're going to be talking about today. Um, I was in a service a couple weeks ago, a church service on a Sunday night in our youth group, and many prophetic words were uh, just being delivered, many prophetic words. I even got one that was spot on. Um, This prophetic word spoke straight to my spirit. And um, I was on the way home with my wife, and we began to talk about, like, okay, what do we do now after we have this prophetic word? Uh, and I think that many of all, many of us fall in this category where uh, you, whether you've grown up in church or not, maybe you're in a church service and someone gave you a prophetic word, whether it was um, from the pulpit, um, at the altar, at your seat, through text, email, whatever it may be, in many different ways a prophetic word can be gone forth. Um, and I think that this, this is where a lot of us are. We have a prophetic word now what do I do with it? So that's kind of going to be the the topic we're going to talk about today, and this isn't going to be extremely deep. Um, This isn't going to be long. This is going to be probably 10-15 minutes of kind of surface truth, surface nuggets that may help you, Um, that as I was doing studying, that kind of helped me, um, because I've received many prophetic words, but I've never thought, no, now that I have a prophetic word, what do I do to get this thing moving? So this is where Um, this is what kind of brought us to where we're at right now. So, uh, the topic for today is I've received a prophetic word. What do I do next? I have a word. Now what? Um, and before we get into this, I kind of want to go over real quick, the fivefold ministry gifts, um, and kind of, cause you know, we hear the prophetic and sometimes we can get, um, gifts, offices, spiritual gifts. We get all of these uh, ministry gifts, fivefold. We get all of these a lot of times, um, Mistaken for other things, so I just kind of want to go over the fivefold ministry real quick. So, first, we have um, I'm going to go over is the apostles. The apostles they govern. Um, an apostle they have a burden to build something uh, that's never been built before. They have uh, the gift and the ability to establish people in kingdom, truth, and in order. So, that's the uh, apostle, and then you have. Um, prophets, or the prophet, you have uh, these these people guide. They reveal God's heart to His people. Um, they give guidance to individuals in the body, getting revelation as well as interpretation, application, and timing. So there's you have the prophets, and then you have um, the evangelists. The evangelists um, are those that gather. These are the people that um, evangelists, in my opinion, are some of the easiest to pull, to 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 find in a crowd to or to. To put your finger on. Um, if you've got a crowd of a thousand people um, and you're like, man, there's the evangelist. Why? Because I always had this funny saying: the evangelist can win a rock over to Jesus. Why? Because evangelists can just talk to anybody, win any conversation. Um, this is that person that you know that can talk to anybody um, about anything. Uh, this is the evangelist. They gather. They carry a, a great burden for those that are not part of the kingdom of God yet, but also they carry an anointing to preach the gospel. That comes with great conviction and draws people to the Lord. Um, And the evangelists will also uh, oftentimes have miracle signs and wonders that follow the message that they are preaching. Um, And then you have pastors. Pastors guard, Uh, pastors are the heart of the church. Um, A pastor, they are the shepherd who deeply cares for his sheep, the congregation ready to lay down everything uh, for, for them. Um, the, the pastor wants them to be fed, to grow, to be equipped, to develop their giftings, and even step into the calling of God for them. And then you have teachers. Uh, teachers are those that ground, teachers are those that, uh, teach and edify, lifting up the church, imparting, um, uh, divine teaching, uh, and, and are very anointed to their listeners to, to, to draw people to have a deeper hunger for God. And teachers are often those that, um, Teach doctrine. There are often those that um, impart doctrine um, beliefs. uh, uh, Listen to this. This is this came to me while I was studying for the fivefold. Prophets reveal the heart of God, and teachers reveal the mind of God. So this is kind of the difference between a prophet uh, and a teacher. Prophets reveal the heart of God. A teacher reveals his mind. so if you're anywhere uh, able to, to pull out your Bibles, we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 11 uh, and 12. Uh, and, and this is what it reads. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, it reads, And it gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers, verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of, of the body of Christ, so we see, uh, we see we have offices, the fivefold ministry, but we also have gifts as well. Um, and my favorite part in this scripture we just read is verse 12. It says, for the perfecting of the saints, which means for a body to be in perfect ordinance, perfect submission, perfect guidance with the will of God, and to see his true kingdom be developed in this body or in the earth, all five of these ministry, fivefold ministry, have to be uh, uh, present, have to be, I um, won't we'll say available, I think present's a better word, have to be present in the body. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. Therefore, a pot, the uh, uh, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors, these anointings have to be in a corporate anointing, in a corporate setting, uh, in a body to see, and um, what I believe to see. The perfecting, as the word says, the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for edifying the body of Christ. Um, this is why I think these fivefold ministry is so important, um, because I think that if you really want to do damage uh, to the kingdom of darkness, find you a church and be a church that has all five of these ministry gifts in operation. These fivefold ministry gifts are vital to see the kingdom of God be advanced, but also to see the kingdom of darkness destroyed. Uh, I didn't mean to kind of go on a rampage there, but but um, this is just where I'm I'm flowing uh, with right here. So we see, um, like I mentioned, the fivefold ministry. But they the fivefold ministry. You can also flow in other giftings. This does not mean that if your fivefold gift, let's say, uh, many people have spoken over me that I have a um, apostolic anointing and that I have a pastoral anointing on my life. That does not mean uh, that since I may those may be my main uh fivefold ministry gifts those two that does not mean that I cannot tap in to the prophetic. That doesn't mean that I can't flow in the gift of the prophetic. That doesn't mean I in moments can't have um, an anointing to teach on me. That does not mean that. For an example, um, those of you who have been in church for any time, I'm sure you've seen maybe your pastor preach an incredible message, be a great pastor, be a teacher um, and then maybe at altar call time uh, maybe he's beginning to flow in the prophetic. So, we just see this. Uh, we see the the men of fivefold ministry of a pastor, right? And then we see him in the teaching of fivefold ministry. But then you also see him flowing the gift of the prophetic. So, this does not mean I want you to. I'm really, I'm really taking some time here because uh, I think sometimes, okay, I'm, I've got the I flow in the prophetic, and then we just label ourselves to, oh, I'm a prophetic kind of guy. I'm the healing kind of guy. I'm the prosperity kind of guy. I'm the apostolic kind of guy, you know, these are great, uh, um, anointings in your life, but that does not, uh, you know, exclude you to just that, you know, if you're a pastor, that doesn't mean you can't flow in the prophetic, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I just kind of wanted to hit this, um, to kind of, to kind of let you all know that you're not tied down to one of these things. So I just want to ask a question real quick. Obviously you can't answer right here, uh, because you know, we're doing this, there's no throw throughout this question, um, so that way you guys can begin to think. I just want to take 30 seconds. This question is, what is the prophetic or the gift of prophecy? What is that? You know, if you're in church, a lot of times you hear, man, he's prophesying. Man, there's a prophetic anointing on him. Uh, there's a per- prophetic gifting, prophetic anointing. Uh, while he's playing the drums, these, the prophetic's all over and the or what, what does this prophetic, uh, what is the prophetic and the gift of prophecy? What is this? I just kind of want to give you some seconds to think about this. What is the prophetic prophetic, or the gift of prophecy? The Greek word that's actually translated into to prophesy means to speak for another. It means to speak for God or to be his spokesman. So if you have your Bibles with you, whether you're sitting down or you're going back and listening to this at a later time, Um, Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3, Um, and and this is what it reads. But he who prophesies to men, or or excuse me, but he who prophesies speaks to men for their edification, exhortation, and comfort. So if you're taking notes right now, or you're in a a place where you can take notes, um, I want you to write down these three words. 1 Corinthians 14.3, but he who prophesies speaks to men for their edification, that's the first thing I want you to write down, and exhortation and comfort. So these are the three things that I want you to write down, and we're going to go through each one of these things. Edification, what is edification? Edification is the instruction or improvement of a person morally or intellectually. I want to go back over this. Edification is the instruction or improvement of a person morally or intellectually. That's edification. Then you have exhortation. Exhortation is an an address or communication emphatically urging someone to do something. So exhortation is, is an address or communication emphatically urging someone to do something. And then you have comfort. Comfort, we should all know what that is. Um, but I love this definition. Freedom from pain or constraint. So that's comfort. Freedom from pain or constraint. So we see, uh, as the scripture says, but he who prophesies speaks to men for their edification, exhortation, and comfort. So these three things. So maybe many of you are saying, how do I know this is a prophetic word? Well, if someone gives you a quote-unquote prophetic word and it does not do what? Edify exhort or urge you to do something or bring you comfort, then it's most likely not a prophetic word. Why? Because the scripture just said, but he who prophesies speaks to men for their what? Edification, exhortation, and comfort. So if it does not fall under these three categories, then I'm sorry, it's not a prophetic word. This is how you can uh, uh, you know, dictate uh, whether it's a word, prophetic word from God. So uh, many of you all, uh, like I said, are saying, I've received a prophetic word. What do I do? Uh, And I just came to tell you that your prophetic word, listen to this, I really want you to get this right here, your prophetic word, uh, if someone prophesies over you, is not a guarantee that that's going to come to pass. And I know some of y'all are thinking, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, I've never heard this, I've never been taught this, yes, 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 this is the truth. When a prophetic word is given, right, it is a dream at that moment, it's speaking of potential, right? So if I speak a prophetic word over you or someone speaks a prophetic word over you, you this is now the potential that could happen in your life if you do this, right? So this is speaking to the potential in you of what could happen if you do X, Y, and Z, right? So, you know, this, this, this gives the person that thinks, okay, I've got a prophetic word over my life, right? I can just sit on the couch, never pray this in, never fast this in, Never see what I can do to come this thing to fruition, but it's just going to happen. Why? Because it's been spoken over me. Negative. That is not the truth. You have to work the word. Work the prophetic word. Once again, the prophetic word is speaking of purpose, but what? It becomes a reality when you work the word. Uh, So work your word. So the only difference between a dream and a reality is that someone worked it. The dream or the prophetic word whether you have a dream or a prophetic word's been spoken over you, the only difference between that and it coming to fruition is working it, right? So I really want you to understand, work your word in order for a prophetic word to come to pass, in order, order for a prophetic word to become your reality, the word has got to be worked. There has to be action. A prophetic word is simply potential that could possibly become a reality if it's worked. So a prophetic word is speaking to the potential. Let me give you an example. If I gave you my phone right now and put it in your hand and you just looked at it, it's not going to do anything. But yet it has potential to text. It has potential to get on the internet. It has potential to make a phone call. It has potential to FaceTime. It has potential to take a picture. But it, the phone will not reach its potential, what? Until it's worked, right? The same way with the prophetic word. I can give you a prophetic word. It can be spoken over you uh, and, and all of these things, but you're just holding on to it, and it does not reach its potential or its purpose or become your reality until the word is worked. Maybe you're saying, okay, uh, great. Here, how, how do I work it? All right, don't get ahead of, the, ahead of yourself. We're getting ready to get there. So it's our job to work the word and God's job to execute it. I want you to really get that because what we try to do is work it and execute it. No, it's our job to work the word and let the puzzle pieces fall into order and watch God execute the word, right? It's not your job to work it and execute it. Your job to work it, God's job to execute it. So here is how we work the word. Um, so I've got uh, six things here on how to work your word, how to work your word. Number one, you're probably thinking this is obvious, but so many people do not do this when they receive a prophetic word. The first thing, pray into your word. As you listen to your prophetic word, ask the Lord to give you further insight, further counsel, further revelation on how you can best partner with what? With who? With God. How you can best partner with what he has already told you in order to bring it to pass. We, you and me, have a responsibility to actively pursue what God has spoken Praying into a prophetic word is a great way by doing this. So we see that in breaking this down here, we see that uh, praying not only that your word comes to pass, but praying that your word becomes partner, the word that's spoken over you becomes, uh, 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 you get the partner of God and uh, being your best partner and watching these words uh, come to fruition in your life. Number two, keep your heart right. Uh, I'm blown away by how many people uh, have a prophetic word and, you know, God speaks a prophetic word over their life and next thing you know, um, they walk around like they're some big shot. Once again, that's your potential, right? Not your, you know what I'm saying? This is your potential. So you don't just get it. This is the potential. Keep your heart right. The Bible says that God's ways are higher than our ways. You can find that in Isaiah 55 verse nine. Sometimes when we receive a prophetic word, you know, we have our own ideas on how it's come to pass, and, and, and God gives you a word, and immediately in our own mind, under our own power, our own might, our own will, we try to put the pieces together in our mind of how this can come to fruition. No, keep your heart right. Remember, you pray for it, God will execute it. Uh, you work your word, God will execute it. Uh, but we always have to keep our heart soft before the Lord, trusting that as we do our part and work it, He's going to do His. It may not always look like how we expected. But as Hebrews 23 says, but we can remain confident that he who promised is faithful will come to pass. Hebrews 23. Uh, Verse 3, remain submissive. (laughs) Uh, Another thing, people get prophetic words and all of a sudden they don't have to submit. All of a sudden they don't have to listen to authority. All of a sudden um, they don't have to uh, obey their pastor or their mentors or uh, whatever the case may be. They get a prophetic word and they just go crazy. no. Receiving a prophetic word still requires submission. <laughs> Hear me today. This is for somebody. Just because you get a prophetic word doesn't mean you have to jump outside of submission and do whatever you have, do whatever what the prophetic word was. No. You stay submitted, remain submissive. Receiving a valid, genuine word from the Lord is not a license to become independent. Or to take on spirit this spiritual superior attitude that, hey, I've got a prophetic word. I know everything. I can do it right now. I don't need anybody else. I'm stepping outside of covering to do it. No, this dangerous place to be is to step outside of covering, to step outside of being submitted. Uh, uh, prophecy is one way we can know the will of God. Pastoral counsel is another complementary way. The two, listen to this, the two should flow together with the Bible as the foundation and source of which we all should agree. So listen to this. I want to read this again. Prophecy is one way we know the will of God. Pastoral counsel is another way. Listen, the two should flow together with the Bible, not ideas, not your own opinions, with the Bible as the foundation and source of which they all should agree. Number four, do nothing differently unless you have definitely been directed by God. Another thing people do, they get a prophetic word, they just think, okay, I got a prophetic word, I got to change everything. I got to change how I dress, how I talk, how I look, got to change my address, got to change where I go to church, got to change this, 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 got to change my friends, got to change this. Some of those things may happen if they're directed by God. Do not change anything unless directly, and you know without a shadow of a doubt, God's telling you to change something. A prophetic word is po- a powerful tool to give insight into the heart, will, and purpose of God for your life. Listen to this. However, it's not the sole authority in our life. What is this saying? This is saying that the prophetic when you get a prophetic word, that word does not immediately become your God. Okay, I've got a prophetic word, now I'll worship this word. No, 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 no. It is not the sole authority in your life. A true prophetic word will always what? Align with both the written word of God and his heart and character as referenced in the Bible as well personally witnessed in our own spirit. I want you to hear that again. A true prophetic word will always what? Align with both the written word of God, his heart, his character as referenced in the Bible as well personally witnessed in our own spirit. Also, you got to recognize the right timing. Just because action is suggested maybe in a prophetic word doesn't mean it's for this moment, doesn't mean it's for today, right? Because change at the wrong, let me see how to say this, a, a godly change in the wrong time can sometimes be bad, right? So you've got to get the godly change in God's timing and watch God work. Number five, allow God to form a character in the process, God's primary intent in the of of the believer is to call leaders and to test every area of their lives in preparation for ministry. Prophecies given to us about future ministry should be received with joy and with respect for the process God will use to prepare us for that position. Right. So this happens a lot of time to people that get prophetic words about their future in ministry. Right. They get a prophetic word about their future in ministry, and what happens? All of a sudden, their character goes down the drain and begin to get haughty, big headed. Get out of submission, right? Their character begins to get flawed. Why? Because they think they're some big person. Because they got a prophetic word. No, character and integrity is shown after you receive a prophetic word. Hear me, right? Receiving a prophetic word, I can tell you if you're going to uh, fulfill that prophetic word by how what I see you do after you receive the prophetic word. Um, one thing someone told me in Bible college all the time: this is the importance of character. Your character will enter a room long before you will. What does that mean? If I were to say your name right now, let's say your name is Matt. If I were to say Matt right now, right? And the first person you're thinking of is whoever you know named Matt, right? That person has not even entered where you're at, where you're listening, the car at, wherever you're listening right now, but what's the first thing you're thinking of? You're thinking of that person. You're thinking of their character, their integrity. Why? Their character will enter a room long before they ever will. This is why your character is so vital. So important. Number six, the last thing we've got here. Receive God's promise in faith. The scriptures show us that people of God have missed God's best for them by not receiving His word in faith. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 says, For indeed the good news came to us just as them, but the message they heard did not benefit them. Because why? They were not united by faith with those who listened. Wow. Wow. They were not united in faith by those with those who listened. So when you receive a prophetic word, this is the last thing. When you receive a prophetic word, receive it in faith. Receive it in confidence, knowing that listen, I am super excited for this prophetic word and that this is potential. And if I work it, here is what's going to happen. Don't feel pressured, don't feel stressed about the prophetic word, because a prophetic word, if a prophetic word from God is given over your life, right, God knows one, you can carry it. And number two, you can walk it out and it can become your reality. Why? God would never give you something that you can't carry, give you something that you can't trust. And what? Ultimately, God will never order something that he can't pay for. So if God gives it to you, he's going to make everything line up so that the prophetic word will come your reality if you work it. Listen, I thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope that something I said today uh, ministered to you. And listen, if you've got any questions about a, the prophetic or a prophetic word that's been spoken over your life, um, maybe you're doing these six things and you just need clarity, you need direction, feel free to message me uh, on any social media, um, and I'll be in direct contact with you and helping you. Uh, because many of us have gotten a prophetic word, but you know we just get the prophetic word and go on about our life never working the word. But what? A prophetic word is speaking of potential if what you work it. So the only way your prophetic word becomes your reality is if you work it. So I encourage each and every one of you that are watching, listening, if God has ever spoken a prophetic word over your life, go home, look at all of the ones that you've written down, uh, remember all of the things that He's been spoken over you, and write on down and begin to work it and apply these six things we just went over uh, to these words, the prophetic words that have been spoken over your life. Listen, I love you all. God bless and have an incredible day.